Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Alright everybody, welcome in. It's been a while and it feels like it's been a long time since the Coastal Carolina football team has taken the field and that's mainly because it has been. Coastal Carolina gets a pseudo bye week coming off a Tuesday victory in Boone, North Carolina. They are headed to Jonesboro, Arkansas to take on, well, their their nickname is the Red Wolves. Uh, I don't know that they're that vicious this year. Um, we're going to call them the Red Puppies. Uh, that's about all that they can, they can muster. Uh, <laughs> it's a matchup that is uh, not highly anticipated, uh, but it is a matchup that is very important for Coastal Carolina and their chances at raising a Sunbelt title this season. Uh, I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with that kind of talk around here, especially after one Sunbelt victory and three tries, but Coastal Carolina is in it. They they got lucky enough that Georgia State has lost a game now. They've got a victory over what is potentially the second best team in the East, Uh, and, and they're looking good, but this will be a real test. This is a game that will not test Coastal Carolina's ability to play football. It will test their ability to focus on the game of football. Arkansas State is bad, has been bad, will be bad. Uh, I don't think they'll get any better than they are right now. They are the bottom dwellers of the Sun Belt and will be for a long time to come. Josh, what are you looking out looking out for in this game? Is is this a game where Coastal Carolina has to prove that they actually are what we saw on, on Tuesday night in Boone? I mean, I kind of think it is. I, I think a lot of what you said was really well put, that it's going to test their ability to focus after, like you've said, all these teams in front of us are losing games. We actually set ourselves up in a position to maybe be back in the hunt, and and, and that is looking a little bit ahead. But it's just funny how we, we talked about how much one win would do for the team, and with the pseudo-bye week after would kind of feel like we had maybe won two games, but but look what it did for Curtis. He's out here trash-talking our opponents again, calling them puppies instead of using the words apoplectic in his opening soapbox. So that in and of itself went well. And, yeah, I think we really just need to lock in, focus. We saw a lot of things that we did well against App State, and we just got to continue to do it. You saw how this offense works. You saw how it runs. The defense put up a – the defense, I think, would just be solid from here on out. I mean, they'll give up 24, 27 points a game, and they're not going to lose you games inherently by themselves. And let's get this offense cooking. We have the blueprint. We saw what worked. Now, you've had a, a week off to prepare since then, so I do expect – from this coaching staff that they have these guys ready and that they've been able to see what worked and apply it moving forward. So that is something huge to look at. And yeah, we can't overlook these guys because we need to look good going into the rest of the schedule, especially with Marshall looming at homecoming. I think that's my biggest worry this week is that they're going to be thinking more about Marshall. I mean, heck Mario said it before we started recording that he thought we played Marshall this week. And so did I, I I will openly admit that I thought this was Marshall week. Uh, it's not, we gotta, we gotta play Arkansas state first. So I think that's my biggest concern. Mario, are you in the same vein? Are you worried that this coastal Carolina team is worried too much about homecoming and is overlooking this team? Not necessarily about homecoming. Obviously it's a big game. Obviously, um, 
if we're talking about Marshall, they haven't been doing too great, but that's for a different time. What I'm more concerned about is that that win against App State is they're kind of still on the hangover. You know, like when a team has a big win and then the next week they just end up getting destroyed because they expect themselves to do the same thing. It happens all the time in sports. I'm just worried that our team's going to be on the hang on the hangover, you know, and I want them to know it doesn't mean you beat your rival does not mean that everything's all good. No, you're still a 500 team. And if somebody got to remind you that, then I think we have to, you know, we're near as great as you guys can be. If they're acting like they're greater than what they are, then that's the first mistake you're going to make. And the other thing you got to also watch out for is, in my opinion, when a team gets beat and they get destroyed like Arkansas State did last game, like, let's be honest, Arkansas State got beat 37-3 to Detroit. If you don't think they're going to come in here and motivate it, you're dead wrong. That That's a team you don't want to mess with, especially when they got when they lost 37-3. to They have nothing to lose. At the end of the day, even though we're both 3-3, three and three, we have the most to lose. You know, we beat App State. They haven't done that. They haven't beaten a quality opponent like we have. And say what you want about App State, but regardless, you know, they have been running the Sun Belt for a long, long time now. However, this team can't take them lightly. You can't be stuck on that hangover. You have to be ready for this week, and you got to just, whatever happened last week, you got to put that aside, take the good from it, you know, take the good from it, use that to this game, take the bad from it, toss that aside, learn from it, and just come ready to beat Arkansas State. Because if you can beat Arkansas State, and you can get yourselves ready for homecoming, you put yourselves right in the position that you need to be in. Yeah, we say in the media, and I know a lot of fans feel the same way, that like if you beat App State, the season is a victory, regardless of what the actual record is. And that's true in terms of like emotionally, but that's also looking back on the season three years from now. If you look back on the season now, and they are in a hangover mode after App State, and they think that their season's done, they beat App State, they've already lost a bunch of games, so who cares, but we beat App State, we're done. And then you lose to Arkansas State. The season is still a victory because you beat App State, but damn, it doesn't feel good, right? It's one of those one of those things where all of our rivals will pick on us for pointing at 2023, and we went, you know, three and nine, and we go, yeah, but we beat App State. It's not, it's not okay, but it does make it feel better. And I hope this team doesn't have the same mindset of that where they're just expecting, you know, they're done with their season because they won uh, two Tuesdays ago. I want to get into a little bit of X's and O's. First off, we'll start statistically. Out of 130 uh, teams in FBS, Arkansas State is ranked 93rd in total offense, 125th in total defense, 105th in scoring offense, and 126th in scoring defense. And those numbers are inflated, <laughs> as bad as that sounds, because they've played Massachusetts, who is 30th, is, is 130th, excuse me, in three out of those four categories. They've played a Stony Brook team uh, who's terrible at the FCS level, and they played a Southern Miss team that might be the worst team in FBS. That team is terrible. That's fifty-five to seven to South Alabama a couple days ago. So like, they're awful, and those numbers are inflated by playing terrible teams. They got their shit kicked in in week one by Oklahoma, seventy-three to nothing. Turned around, you would have thought they would have shown a little bit of fight. Get blown out by Memphis, thirty-seven to three. 
Then they play, again, three terrible teams and win all three. And then they finally play a decent team again in Troy and get absolutely shattered 37-3. to So this team is not good. This team is borderline awful. And I think this is a chance for Coastal Carolina to stretch its legs again, kind of like it did against Duquesne. I don't think it'll be that bad, but I think Coastal Carolina has the chance to really put up some points. Josh, who are you looking for in this offense for Coastal Carolina to to maybe break out and have a, a game that we haven't seen yet this season? You look in at for like the fourth week in a row, you look at Jared Brown because other people have been percolating in this offense recently. He hasn't really had that game in, in three, four weeks now. But with Tyson Mobley is redshirted, presumably going to transfer away. So obviously, obviously you look at Jamison Tucker to continue to step up and have another big game. Obviously, Sam Pickney's good for eight catches, 100 yards. Um, Kyrie Duplessis will get in there a little bit to maybe 40, 50 yards now that Mobley's gone as well. But ultimately, that traces back to Grayson. Um, This team allows a ridiculous amount of passing yards a game. They allow like 459 total yards a game. And you got to look for him to get back to and continue what he did against App State. He's coming off his career high yards. Arkansas State's allowing 300 passing yards a game. I'm looking at him to go over 300 and, and maybe start to string together a campaign for Sunbelt Player of the Year again with maybe three, four passing touchdowns so that we get those stats up, break the 2,000-yard mark this season, and, and stay clean. So I think it all traces back to him. Running backs looked great last week, seven, eight carries each, 50-plus yards for all of them. So I think it comes down to Grayson and just continuing to – explode on what we did last week and really build for yet another tough stretch coming up the rest of the season. Yeah, I think totally fair. Mario, the play calling seemed to be a little bit different against App State. We saw the return of the triple option a little bit more. They liked to get Grayson McCall moving and it worked. Do you think that that was the light bulb moment for this coaching staff? Or do you think they'll go back to what they were doing before and try and force their new offensive system uh, down Coastal's throat? Well, honestly, I hope they mix it up a little bit. You know, the triple option offense has definitely worked for us throughout the years. However, I don't want us to be predictable either. I don't want teams to look at what we're doing in a triple option offense and think that's all we're going to run because if they can find out a way to stop that, we're screwed. I would like to see a mix between both because regardless of how bad the offense looked in the beginning of the season, there were still some good plays in that offense that that worked. And I think that you should take some of those plays and use them to your advantage. You know, I think that you should kind of mix up the playbook a little bit. There's nothing wrong with taking something somebody else done, adding your own little spice to it, and sticking with the playbook that you have and just mixing it up. It gives you more variety. It gives you more versatility. It gives you more plays in general. And a lot of those plays, because there's so many of them now, since if you look at it, you kind of double up the playbook. Now you have a triple option offense, and you have the offense that you were running before. If you mix that together, now all of a sudden it's like you have two offensive playbooks in one. And that's what I would like them to do. What I expect them to do is kind of run this, run this triple uh, option offense a little bit more because, in my opinion, I don't think they're fully confident yet. Again, I think this offense definitely does have some holes, and I don't think they're fully confident yet to kind of put their own playbook into it and mix it up. I do think we're going to see a lot more of the triple option. I do think we're going to see a lot more of Tim Beck implying – uh, getting his hand into the plays a little bit and, you know, calling some plays himself. However, I think come after this Marshall game, I think that's when you're really going to start seeing the playbook get mixed up. And I would rather have it be after that game 
Because if we can do that and we can keep our opponents on, on their toes and we can keep that unpredictability factor, I think that is huge for the entire season. And I think that makes our offense an even bigger threat than, dare I say, how we thought they were going to be a threat before the season even started. No, I think that's fair. I think the only point that I would add is is my high school team ran the wing tee, which is the antiquated version of the triple option, right? That's the triple option that like Newt Rockney was running in the thirties. But like we did that because we played in a conference where we were the smallest team, both in, in size of our school and in size of our players. And it worked for us because when you're small, you can run the triple option. And if you're not the best offensive line, you have so many moving parts. You purposefully leave two guys unblocked every play, which like Coastal does even when they're not supposed to. So why not do it on purpose? And I think that if this team is going to be successful, if this team is going to have a chance at finishing this season in a respectable bowl game, at potentially representing the East, at having Grayson McCall be the four-time Sunbelt Player of the Year, they have to embrace what worked for them before. And and maybe Tim Beck just has to hit the brakes and just pause on putting in his system and the way that he thinks and the way that he does things until he can get recruits and a team around him that supports that, right? He's, he's doing this this season with all Jamie Chadwell's players. He didn't get a chance to recruit. He was named our head coach in the beginning of January. Signing day, the second signing day, the last one is in February. So this is all Jamie Chadwell's guys. He did a good job of bringing all of them back and keeping the recruiting class as it was. Javen Simpkins looks really, really good. But at this point, you kind of have to play with what you got. And and I hope that they realize that. And I think this Arkansas State game is a chance for them to really nail down what they want to be and what they are going to continue to be for the rest of the season on offense. Is that an air raid style offense? I don't think so. I know that's what Tim Back wants to get to, but I don't think that's where Coastal is right now. Defensively, Coastal Carolina has been steady, is the word I'll use. They haven't been excellent, but they've been pretty good. They shouldn't be worried about Arkansas State. They're they're leading quarterback. They've used a bunch of them this season. Um, Has a really good completion percentage, 10 touchdowns to one interception, but 850 yards. So like nothing when Grayson McCall's at 1,600 right now. Leading rusher has 350. Their leading wide receiver has 15 catches for 280, and they basically don't have any tight ends on the roster that do anything. Josh, is this a chance for the Coastal Carolina defense to stamp themselves down as one of the better ones in the Sun Belt? And and yes, the the talent on Arkansas State isn't there, but even when it's not, we're going to control this game, and, and you don't have a chance even before you step on the field. This is absolutely a chance to do that. And and like you said, the talent, it's not there. Like, we'll be frank and we'll say that. And we have to take it on the chin if this Arkansas State team somehow torches us. But I don't think they will. This is a chance to get a ton of guys getting pressure on the quarterback, maybe get some guys some sacks, really boost confidence. And, and that's what it's really about, having guys make the plays so that they know they can make the plays in the big games. And we just need to continue to work on things. Ben, don't break give up some field goals this week, whatever, test some blitzing schemes. Just just get guys going. Get pressure on the quarterback. Maybe get some picks off. Test your man coverage. We had some, even on a game against App State, Keontae Lusk said he got burned on man coverage. He, he read it wrong. Like, 
he ended up making the play to punch the ball out, but we do have some stuff we need to work on. And and this is a game where you can do it against a subpar talented team. We got a lot of grad transfers. We got a lot of older guys on this team, get them popping and, and let's get this defense really clicking going down the stretch. And this is the doctor couldn't have ordered a better chance to do that than this before some, like I said, multiple times, really big games coming in the next two weeks. So we've been super critical of Coastal Carolina's offensive line all season. I want to put it in perspective how untalented Arkansas State's is. Coastal Carolina's only given up 11 sacks this season through six games. It's roughly about two a game. Arkansas State has given up 16. Um, so they're at about three this three per game. Excuse me. Mario, do you think that this defensive line is going to be the impact, uh, is going to have the impact on this game that they've had in the past? Or do you think that that they come up a little bit short this week? No, I definitely think they're going to have an impact. You know, I definitely do. Guys like Shane Bruce, um, Michael Mason, uh, JT Killen, guys like that, I definitely expect them to get to the quarterback pretty quickly. That That's my expectation. Our offensive line is not that great, but their offensive line – it is worse, you know, and I expect our defensive line to have a breakout game this game. And maybe this is the game, like we talked about with App State, how beating them, it might be the momentum shift. Maybe this is the game that becomes the momentum shift for Coastal Carolina's defensive line. Honestly, I would love to see some cornerback blitzes just to get a little bit creative with the defense. You know, I would like to see more from guys like Michael McDoom and like you talked about Lusk, he had a really good game. I would like to see him continue that come against Arkansas State. But I feel like if we can blitz this quarterback and we can get the ball out of his hands quick, and as long as our coverage does a good job of just covering the routes that we're supposed to, I think this could be a great day for the defense. I think this could be a field day for the defense. And they've been decent. You know, they've been decent. They, there's some games where they haven't looked great, but they they haven't looked terrible, you know, so – I do expect them to take full advantage of this offense on Arkansas State. I do expect them to take full advantage of the poor offensive line. And I do want them to stop that momentum for Arkansas State before it even happens. So I'm expecting the defense to have a great day. I'm expecting the defense to have probably a season high in this game. And I can't think of a better game to do it than right now. Yeah, 100%. This is a really good opportunity. You know, you beat App State. You've got that momentum going. Now, this is your chance to build on it and really, you know, I've said it a couple times this episode, really establish yourself as the team that you saw in Boone is the team that we are. That was a team that for most of that game against a good App State team looked like the better team in that game. Coastal Carolina has the talent. They have the ability to be that team every week. They haven't been this season. But this is a chance to show the rest of the Sunboat, hey, we're not playing around. Yes, we got two early losses. Yes, we look terrible in those two losses. But don't count us out. You can't win the East until we tell you you can win the East. I think that has to be the mindset for Coastal Carolina moving forward, and this is a week to really establish that. We'll go around the room. We'll start uh, with, with you, Josh. What's your stat that matters this week? Grace McCall, 300 passing yards. This is similar to what Jordan said last week, but... I really think we got to keep this guy rolling, keep the high volume passing, keep the big plays. And yeah, if we get him rolling, then he's the best quarterback in the Sun Belt and he will propel our offense and thus our team the rest of the season. So really looking for this game to kind of serve as another, you know, like Mario Kart when they get on the rainbow strip and and you have that little power up. This is what that game can be and it can boost you through the rest of the season. This is what that Arkansas State defense is. And I expect Grayson McCall to go nuts. 
and really clean everything up, get the confidence back, and get that swagger back that 10 is the baddest in the Sun Belt. I think that's totally fair. Mario, your stat that matters. Jalen Rayner, less than three passing TDs. In almost every single game that he is that they have played and that Arkansas State has won, he's had at least over three passing touchdowns. And it just seems like the common factor in all of those wins that they've had, even though their defense has hasn't been too great. It seems like like it seems like Rayner has kind of stepped up in those games that they have won. And let's be honest, they haven't played in many great teams, but that's the common factor is that he at least has three passing touchdowns in each game. One game he had six. We can't ignore that, even though you know stats don't line up and show. We can't ignore that in the games that they win, he's the guy that steps up. So I would say if we can hold Jalen Rayner to less than three passing touchdowns, I think we can win this game. And I have full confidence that the offense can take take off and explode. I have full confidence that the defense can do what they got to do and just have a field day with this Arkansas State offensive line. And as long as they hold him to less than three passing touchdowns, I think we got to win. Yeah, he's the one player on the team that, kind of scares me he has decent arm talent he he can burn you he can hurt you and i think if coastal carolina limits that then they've got this one in the bag my stat that matters is a little bit different and i hate that i say that every week but it's i i hate the just like oh two less than 200 yards rushing so like i try and come up with something a little bit different i think my stat that matters is that in the first three drives that coastal has they have to score on at least two of them so I think if Coastal Carolina comes out and starts hot, they get scores on two of their first three drives. I think this game has the potential to to really get ugly really quickly for Arkansas State. Coastal Carolina has always been a team that if they can start hot, they don't cool off. They just continue to pour it on. But if they start slow, they stay slow. It's it's something that's just weird with Coastal Carolina that they've always done that. You know, they got out to a 14-0 lead against App State and they never looked back. Yeah, App State tied it, but they were always in that game. They always looked good. They were playing their best. And I think Coastal Carolina might have a little bit of a confidence issue is the only thing that I can think of where that comes from is that if things aren't going their way immediately, they kind of just compound on themselves. So I think scoring twice in your first three drives, I'll give them one drive off, <laughs> one one drive to not make it. But I think that's that's a stat that if they hit that, they're winning this game. Josh, we'll start uh, we'll start with you. What's your prediction? Give me a final score. Coastal Carolina is currently a nine point favorite in Jonesboro. Yeah, I think that's a little low from everything that we've seen with this Arkansas State team. It seems like every time they play a legitimate team they lose 37 to 3 like they did that against their conference foe and against Memphis i think it's kind of a similar thing i don't know if our defense necessarily gets to them like that but i'll give them 35 14 shots i think that i think that line is too low arkansas state hasn't competed with a team by 9 points in a game that they've lost this season when they lose they lose kind of big so I'm looking for us to win 35-14-ish. Defense look good. Offense look good. I don't think we look fantastic, but I think we put enough drives together and it's at least a solid performance that we can build on. Mario, what's your prediction for this Saturday? I like 46-23 Coastal. I do think that the starting defense is going to look really good, and I think we're going to have a 
very big lead to the point where we start putting some subs in and we start putting some backups in. And I think maybe they let go of a couple touchdowns maybe or like a few points. But I like 46-23. I think our offense is going to come out hot. I think our defense is going to make some great plays. And I think the only momentum that Arkansas State is going to build is probably at the end of the game when we got our third stringers in. So 46-23 Coastal, I think we crushed that line. And I think we move on to a above 500 record. All right, so Mario's pounding the over. <laughs> he's he's got all his dollars in the in the over on that one, which I, I think is fair. I I think Coastal Carolina comes into this game feeling like the old Coastal Carolina. They got a little bit of swagger back from that win in App State. I think that they hit my stat that matters. I think they come out hot, and I think that this game is is well in hand by the fourth quarter. Um, I've got Coastal Carolina thirty eight to ten. Uh, I think I think this game is is a really good chance for Coastal Carolina to establish themselves again as contenders in the East. They're not at the top of the pile, but they're certainly making their way up slowly but surely. I think with that, we'll go ahead and sign it off. Or excuse me, geez, struggling to get to the end here. Follow us on Twitter at the Shot Show on X. I guess whatever you want to call it. I'm st- I'm still not used to X, and I never will be. Instagram at Sean show. Um, we're trying to diversify the content that we're getting out to you. Um, shout out to Mario. He's, he's been doing a really good job putting out some Instagram reels. Um, we'll very soon be converting those over in, into TikTok. So keep an eye on us uh, on there. We'll have an account real soon for you. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're cranking out a whole heck of a lot of content on social media. So make sure you're following on those and uh, let us know you're listening. We, uh, we appreciate it. So uh, Sean's up. Fire Clefellas. <laughs>